And we are back with another How About Them Celtics video. Sam and I are here recording on Friday, November 24th after the Celtics blowout loss to the Orlando Magic, their worst loss of the season by 17 points against a Magic team that has now won six straight, including their last two games, went over the Celtics and went over the Denver Nuggets. So they're on fire, having a great stretch here, and the Celtics were the latest excuse me, victims of it. A pretty rough game after a fairly promising start from Jalen Brown, who was red hot in the first quarter. Celtics built a little bit of a lead, and then the Magic's physicality just completely overwhelmed them. Um, they were up by a decent amount through the first half and early third, but it felt like in the second half, the Magic really turned it on, uh, and the Celtics just couldn't match the physicality uh, physicality, excuse me, that they were bringing to the table. Um, rough game. Uh, it, it was a bad one. Jalen Brown finished with... Uh, a measly six of 22 shooting after his red hot start. Tatum was fairly ineffective as well. Kristaps got hurt uh, halfway through the game after running into a, uh, a screen that was called a foul by Goga Bataze. They banged legs a little bit. He's out with right calf tightness. Drew Holiday missed this game as well. But this was uh, the Celtics' worst loss of the season. It was ugly and uh, ended in a 113-96 win for Orlando. Horrible. Just horrible. Horrible second half. Celtics had, I want to say, 56 at the break. They only finished yeah. with 40 in the second half. That's inexcusable with the talent they have on this roster. Even with Chris Stops getting hurt, does it make things more difficult for you? Yes. But at the same time, Tatum and Brown have been running the show for years. They should be comfortable if they're asked to step up. Instead, they both looked lost. Brown airballed two or three times in the second half. Everything was front rim. And yep. it was a very strange transition from the first quarter Jalen having – 12 points, 14 at the break, and he only finishes with 18. He was like a massive negative in the second half. Nothing that he threw up I thought was going to go in. You didn't have you couldn't believe in it. Tatum, he might be sick or something. He's not being aggressive to get the ball. They're not getting him the ball. He's doing a lot of standing in the corner, which can be fine when everyone's healthy, but in a day like today, you got to step it up a little bit, buddy. He still had 26 points and he wasn't I guess horrible. The plus minus is brutal, but yeah, the rest, I mean, it's okay. He was one shot from being 50% from the field, but just has to be better. The whole team, they couldn't rebound. Just so many different things stick out from that second half. It was egregious to watch. I'm sure we'll talk about the defense too, because the defense is really bad, but offensively, I think what you said about Jalen Brown being so hot to start is not an excuse, obviously, you can't play like that, but a reason for why their offense was so bad. You remember the Nets game last year where they were killing the Nets in the first and then they got blown out and it was turned? This remember it, buddy. Like, <laughs> got paid from it. This felt like a replica of that game because you remember the beginning of that Nets game last year, Celtics were getting a million open layups, right? They were getting a ton of open layups. That was their whole offense, and the Nets were missing a bunch of threes. In the second half, the Nets defense clamped down. Celtics didn't get those layups, and so their offense kind of went to shit, and the Nets started hitting the open threes. In this game, it felt like the Celtics depended so much on Jalen Brown's red-hot start because no one else was making shots at the Celtics early. Like It was all Jalen, and he was carrying them, and it was fine right? because he was hot. But as soon as he went cold, the rest of the offense was just like, oh, shit, we were depending on this guy. We're lost now. Celtics finished with 17 assists on 31 made baskets, shoot just 24% from deep because a lot of those threes were isolation threes. It, it felt like the Celtics offense didn't know what to do once Jalen Brown stopped hitting shots. And I mean, that's not all on Jalen Brown. Like, obviously he went cold, but like the Celtics offense can't just be so 
yeah, this guy's hot. They we don't have lost. to work for anything else. Yeah, they didn't work for anything else, and it felt like a a a shock, or not like not in the sense of like they were shocked, but like a like a, a it was so drastic that like he went from hot to cold so fast that they didn't know what to do, and their offense was incapable of bringing it up. So it, it, it felt like the Celtics' offense was bad all day. It was just masked by a hot start from JB in the first half, which is like you said, unacceptable. And I mean, you look at the three point shooting Tatum over three Horford one for five Chris stops before he's got hurt one for four Derek white one for five. No one can hit a shot. Um, and the Celtics have been able to stay in these games where they can't hit a shot this season by playing good defense today. Didn't really do much of that. So it yeah. <laughs> ended in a, excuse me, in a blowout get a stop in the second half. Yeah. Magic shot 51% of the field, 39% from deep. And in my opinion, it's because they were physical and the Celtics couldn't match it on either end. Yes, but also I will say this to start. Luke Cornett played well in the first half, but they exploited him very, very he wasn't badly good in the second half. Yeah. He got cooked. They were targeting him every single time down the floor. He doesn't have the speed to close out on guys, so they were hitting step backs on him. And then when he tried to overcompensate, they were getting easy looks at the rim. And the Celtics just had no answer. And then at the end of the game, they started doing that weird thing where they were throwing junk defense and Orlando just ballooned the lead. <laughs> they had to try something, yeah. They had to try That's something, like yeah, but mode. maybe just don't suck. Maybe just man <laughs> up and play actual defense and switch. Well, I mean, they the whole reason they took Cornetto is so they could be switchable, and then they're not switching. See, that's my thing. It felt like they were trying a bunch of different things, right? Like, look at the O'Shea Brissett minutes. But when O'Shea was in the game, he was just getting bully balled in the post by Mo Wagner. And, and when Cornette was in the game, he was getting blown by. And, uh, you know, it felt like a game where they might have missed Drew Holiday to throw on Mo Wagner, right? Like, it, in, it, again, not an excuse, but it feels like he is their primary source of physicality. And without him, no one else stepped up and filled that void, which, again, not an excuse. It's just something that you notice. But Mo Wagner was bullying them in the paint. He finished with, what do you have, uh, 27, 27 points. That's points. ridiculous. <clears throat> Paolo Bancaro was getting to the rim with ease, as was, you know, everybody else on the team. Jalen Suggs got there. Franz Wagner got there. They were, it, it was like an entryway. They said, okay, where's your ticket? Movie theater. Yep. Step right next in line. Next in line. Get your yep. layups here. Everyone get your layups, right? Everyone's getting to the paint. Style. That's what it was. And I worry that this has become a trend because the Celtics have struggled with physicality all season. You look at their outside of the Charlotte game, which was just laziness. Look at the Minnesota game. They were really physical with the Celtics. Celtics couldn't do anything, right? Look at the first Philly game. Joel Embiid was physical in the lane, couldn't do anything. This game, magic, physical, bully ball on offense, you know, physical defense. Celtics couldn't do anything. And so I, I think that's where you really got to see the improvement um, in addition to just playing connected defense. And I think that's where you look at, you know, some of the – their depth is fine, right? Like I think their depth is fine, but it's not – without its flaws. And for Cornette, one of those flaws, he's not very quick on his feet. And, and maybe that's a spot where you say, Hey, maybe we test out Lamar Stevens here, throw him in for some physicality. Um, O'Shea Brissett didn't work because he was too skinny and he's just not strong enough to hang down there. And the magic throughout some big lineups. I don't want this to sound th this. I want to clarify. This wasn't a loss. Like, like the, uh, I'm trying to think of an example, like the Hornets loss, I guess, where it felt like the Celtics should have, uh, I think, you know, the Celtics are talented enough to win every game. The point is, I'm saying the Magic deserve to win this game. Like, this is, I don't, I don't want us talking about the Celtics. The Celtics did not find themselves poorly. in a position to win this game in the fourth quarter. <clears throat> exactly. And I don't, I don't want us talking about the Celtics' poor play to take away from the fact that the Magic earned this win. Like, they beat the Celtics. The Celtics yeah, they outworked them. They exactly. tried. Big exactly. difference. Exactly. And so, shout out the Magic for playing well. 
again, the Celtics are talented enough to win every game, which is why we're talking about a lot of the, you know, mishaps, but like, dude, all credit to the Orlando. This magic team is real. They've played the Celtics tough uh, over the years and they've been on a massive winning streak lately here too. So like they deserve all the credit in the world for how they play. They play with energy. They're like, if you're a magic fan, like it's a fun team, shout out, like this is dope, but the Celtics just couldn't match the physicality. And I think that's one of the biggest things they have to find a way to fix moving forward because it's becoming a trend. Yeah. To, to pile on, 13 offensive rebounds for Orlando was yep. a big kick in the balls. Celtics weren't playing defense like we just talked about, but also it makes it even worse when you actually get them to miss and then you don't do anything about it. You, you can see get it too. Offensive rebound. Like a lot of these times we look at the box score numbers in, in, in the games, and you're like, damn, they really got them. Like you could physically see the magic just pushing past the Celtics. The whole second half. Rebounds. Yes, it was so obvious this game. Celtics came out, took an 11-point lead after the first quarter. Orlando got some yep. confidence, cut the lead down, but the Celtics recovered before halftime, got it back to eight. They must have went in the locker room and said, hey, look, we can hang with these guys, got some juice. And then they came back out, and they were a completely different team. They outworked the Celtics, as we just said, 21 to eight second chance points. That just can't happen. 60 to 40 points in the paint. Celtics are always not going to be a great points in the paint team because of their offensive style. But still, the Celtics are just getting killed by this Orlando team and nobody's stepping in to do anything about it. They're just sitting there watching guys fly in, crash the offensive glass and put the ball back up. You can't let that happen when you're reeling. You give up a 17-0 run you kind of find your footing where the game's close and then you melt again to let it balloon up to an absolute whomping in the afternoon game. Just, just terrible. New FanDuel customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Plus all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube at YouTube TV. Just Erase the game from your memory if you're the Celtics. Work and recover and build on the bad things, like fix them. But you, you just can't let this happen. You need to take the misses. If they're missing, you have to like capitalize on it. You can't just let them, like, okay, you missed. Yeah, I have another try. Because we, we do know you are supposed to make the shot. So why don't you, why don't you try again? Because that's what's supposed to happen. That... I, I can't say enough. Getting cooked by Mo Wagner is embarrassing. The Celtics cut him, if you hadn't heard on the broadcast. They only said it two million times. But they cut him two lame. years ago, and never since they cut him, he's come in and played his ass off. It, it, I mean, he wasn't anything special with the Celtics. <laughs> Someone needs – Joe's got to play this. How does Yale out-rebound Baylor? Um, you go up and grab the ball off the rim when it comes off. Yeah. And with two hands. And you come down with it, and that's considered a rebound. Celtics should go down get him. And we did. <laughs> just, just an embarrassing play, game. And play that it, clip. Play that the, the sixth straight game, by the way, that the Celtics have just punted away a double-digit lead. Like, they, they led wire to wire against Milwaukee, but that game got far too close at the end. There was no way the Celtics should have had themselves in a one-possession game after the way the first three quarters went. It just shouldn't happen. I don't know what needs to change. Whatever snapped between when the Celtics came out the gate and they were the best team ever, beating teams by 50, to, okay, we have to be like a bit more fair. It's the like offense. We, 
maybe Adam Silver put the call in and was like, hey, you can't do this to teams because nobody's <laughs> going to watch the entire game. Put the call in on the parquet floor. Put the call in on the jerseys. Why not put the call in on the team too? Just, just embarrassing stuff today. I My mean, thing... there's only so much we can really say about it, but well, I don't know. My thing about the the ten point lead thing, I, I it's been significant in, in games past. I didn't think it. Not that it didn't matter as much in this one, but this was never a game I felt like the Celtics were up by that much, if that makes sense. Because like it never felt like their offense or defense was consistently good enough for them to be up by that much. It just felt like they were making a lot of tough shots and the magic were missing or, or, or committing fouls where they shouldn't have. Like it, it, this felt like always a game that it, maybe it's just in hindsight because of how quick it turned once Brown stopped, you know, being red hot. But like, I didn't notice it as much in this one because of how poorly the process was on both sides. Like, like the defense was getting blown by too easily. Um, the, the offense was only focused on isolation scoring that was working. Like there was very little movement. Um, so it felt bad. And like you mentioned after the first, what was it? One, two, three, four, five, like five games where they were great. What did, what do they sense? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 there. I mean, they're still eight, eight, three, or eight and four now. So it's not like they're bad, but in the last 12 games, including this one, I don't know if this um, uh, website is updated yet. Uh, it's not. So I'll just look at the last 11. It's been their offense. That's been the problem over the last 11 games. The Celtics are still fifth in defensive rating, but their offensive rating has plummeted down to 13th in the last 11 games. And over the last five games, their offensive rating is down at trying to find it here, 17th. So the offensive process just hasn't been there. And you've seen that you've seen a lot of isolation, heavy basketball. You've seen a lot of hero ball at the end of games. You've seen a lot of, you know, Drew holiday tunnel vision, J uh, Jalen Brown tunnel vision. You've seen them, you know, j just not passing and moving the ball in the way that, you know, they can, and they should. And again, not an excuse because injuries aren't an excuse, but it feels like when there is an injury, the Celtics use it as an excuse to play more ISO ball. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Drew Holiday's out, got to take a heavier load on my back. Derek White's out, got to take a heavier load on my back. Like it feels like in the, when the starting five is together, they all understand that, okay, yep, we're good. You know, we, we got to play together because we got all this talent. But as soon as one person goes out and even KP in this one, it's just like, oh, it's a hero ball again, which is like, so backwards at how things should be running. If anything, you should play more team basketball in that case and just run through Tatum and Brown. And I think that's a disconnect that the Celtics have to figure out for whatever reason, because that's just that's been a problem consistently. Like all of their losses almost have been because someone is out. And the reason is because they're playing ISO ISO ball more because someone's out. So it's very backwards. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I'm sick of seeing them be unreliable with the lead. They just seem unserious and you started that with that saying it didn't really feel like they ever had a double digit lead today. They did, but to your point, like <laughs> well, they did. They no, they I know you're right. Lead. You're right. Objectively. <laughs> they they did not feel like they were in control. They were right on the edge and they never got over the line. Because it was close. There were times where I was like, okay, like a couple more shots, a couple shots go in, you feel a little bit more comfortable. But you could feel it coming. They let Orlando get back in the yeah. game. Halftime comes. You balloon it back up to eight. And then they come out the break, and it shows the halftime stats on the broadcast. It's like Celtics shooting 56% from the field, Orlando shooting 40%. And I saw that, and I was like, huh, probably not going to go nice if uh, <laughs> things change. Like, they it. should probably be up more than eight. You could see it. You could see it coming. It's like being in a horror movie, and you're like, wait a minute. 
That door was closed, wasn't it? Why is it open now? Wait a minute. Should I it, leave? It, should, have or, you seen no, the no, memes no. where it's like, uh, guys, you're going to want to see this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Two quick things before we wrap up the recap. One, what the fuck is happening with the free throws? For what? Like how? Make like free throws. What, what is going on? I agree. And as a guy who's bad at free throws, I don't get paid millions to, to miss 10 free throws in a game. They shot 37 free throws and made 27. Jalen Brown yeah. missed three. Derek White missed three. Jason Tatum missed one. O'Shea Brissett missed both of his. Chris Stops missed. Like, what are we doing? Like, that that's 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 the game. And, and obviously they lost by more than 10 points, but like down in the fourth quarter, they had missed eight free throws and were down by 10. That's a completely different game that you're in. And obviously sure. they're not going to miss or they're not going to make every three free throw on the season, but missing 10 in a game that you were in towards, you know, up until X amount of minutes left, that's bad. Second thing before we wrap, I am so unbelievably sick of the blame Joe Missoula crowd. It's fucking ridiculous. Someone commented today, Joe's got to call a timeout. And I understand, right? The Magic went on a 17 to 0 run at one point, right? So, bad 17 <laughs> run bad team However, bad team bad exactly but why is it every time that the other team goes on a run and joe missoula doesn't call a timeout we blame joe and not the players for sucking for playing poorly and also eventually joe missoula did call a timeout and there were a couple timeouts and guess what nothing fucking changed yeah corrales <laughs> had like changed. a great tweet he was like well exactly this is right. he called three timeouts and they've just continued to wither away so I really don't know what the answer is. I'm not an NBA coach. I'm glad I'm not. Uh, but Missoula can only do so much. Like if the boys and, are playing brain dead, he's not He's not giving them electroshock therapy. He's not. And, and I do subscribe to the theory that while you are at this early in the season, letting them try to figure out some of these mistakes on their own is a good thing. Obviously, it didn't work, but now you got plenty of film to ream them with, right? So I yeah. I, I understand Joe could have called them out. I personally think maybe you throw Lamar Stevens in there. Like, there are some things you can say, okay, maybe do this, do this. But the majority of the blame shouldn't be on the coach. It rarely should be on the coach. The majority of it, I mean. You can blame the coach. There blame are things the coach coaches do poorly. But, like, blaming the coach in this game, I think, is the dumbest shit ever. So, out on that. Anyways, any other th any other things you want to talk about before we get out of here? No, I hope they've embarrassed right. me for the last time. <laughs> Not going to happen. No, uh, we, <laughs> we uh, are going to go record our pod that drops tomorrow as you're listening to this uh, a day early because I plan tomorrow. Uh, so, anything we didn't cover here, hopefully we'll get there. And if not, we're stupid. Comment and let us know. So, thank you all for tuning in. And uh, I'll let Sam take it out. Hey, thank you very much for watching. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Stay tuned for tomorrow's pod. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss it. Uh, Jack will be live before Sunday's game against Atlanta a half hour before. I will not. Whether it's Jack and someone else or just Jack, something will be on the channel. So stay tuned for that. Uh, leave a comment. Tell us what you think of the game. Uh, say what's popping, right? You get entered into the next giveaway, not the one going up tomorrow. Because uh, we wouldn't have seen it. But yeah. yes, subscribe to the channel. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple. This upload is there because it is a game recap. All game recaps will be on the audio platforms as will the full length pods. You can leave a nice five star view there and say something nice. This might be tough today because of the loss. Uh, socials at How About Them Seas, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook is just the name of the podcast. All 
pregame streams will be there as well. As the YouTube page, you can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack's Money NBA. You can follow me at Sam McFrance NBA. That's it for us.